What if I told you that you could become an athlete, a fitness guru, a health icon by playing video games? Well, you can. Hi, my name is Bonner Kirkland, and on this episode of Game Creativity, I'm going to be discussing the role of video games and virtual reality within the fitness and health industries. I'm not a big gamer, largely because I've always associated video games with being sedentary and physically inactive. I'd consider myself a very fit, physically active person. I like to exercise and move my body, and sitting around on the couch has always seemed like a waste of time to me. I have a younger brother who is obsessed with video games. He plays them for a few hours each day in a dark room with the windows covered in this gaming chair that just looks to me like a glorified children's car seat. This image I have in my head of my brother's video game obsession has led me to associate all video games with physical laziness. So in order to debunk this broad assumption I've always had about the gaming industry, I wanted to research how video games and the technology used in popular games can be used to promote health and fitness. Throughout my research process, I was pleasantly surprised by the number of games that are used to either directly or indirectly promote fitness through technological advances. There is even a genre of video games called Exer Games, which as you can probably guess are games with the intentions of getting the user to exercise. In this episode, I'm going to discuss intersections between the gaming and health and fitness industries. First, I will talk about various video games that can be used to either directly or indirectly promote physical activity, such as Pokemon Go and Just Dance. And then I will discuss how virtual reality has impacted the fitness industry with workout mechanisms such as the Peloton and the Holofit. I'm going to be interviewing people throughout the episode who frequently use these games and or devices and their fitness experiences with these technologies. During the summer of 2016, the new game Pokemon Go took the world by storm, popularizing augmented reality within the gaming industry, among other things. Created by a collaboration between Niantic, Nintendo, and the Pokemon Company, this mobile game uses augmented reality and GPS to allow users to find, capture, and interact with various virtual Pokemon creatures. The AR aspect of this game makes it so that the Pokemon appears to be in the actual location of the user. Basically, through the user's phone lens, they see both their physical reality as well as the virtual Pokemon characters interacting within the same plane in the real world. This game uses a freemium business model, meaning it is free to all users, yet still includes in-app purchases for users who want to augment their game experience. In addition to being one of the most popular apps in 2016, with over 500 million downloads worldwide, this game promoted physical activity and exploring one's community outdoors. Stanford University's computer science department collaborated with the Microsoft research team to conduct a study on the influence of Pokemon Go on physical activity. The study analyzed various search engine logs to identify frequent Pokemon Go users, basically people who regularly search the internet for things that relate to the game. They also looked at data from mobile health applications and wearable fitness sensors. The research team linked the game users with their health and fitness information and analyzed this data for a short 30-day period. The team found that Pokemon Go leads to a significant increase in physical activity. Frequent game users increase their daily step count by 1,473 steps on average, which is more than a 25% increase compared to before they began playing the game. 
The study estimates that Pokemon Go has added an additional 144 billion steps to Americans' physical activity levels. They even estimated that if users engage with Pokemon Go throughout their entire lives, the game would add an estimated 2.825 million years of life to users in the United States. If that has improved to you the positive impact on Pokemon Go on our nation's physical health, I'm not sure what will. Additionally, during the peak popularity of the game, national parks across the country saw a massive increase in visitors. Thousands of people came to visit the National Mall and parks within Washington, D.C. on the weekend of Pokemon Go's release within the U.S. This game inspired people to go outside, explore, and interact with a fabulous free mobile app, all while increasing their physical activity levels. I'm here with Elliot Marin, who was a frequent Pokemon Go user when the app first came out. So Elliot, for how long did you regularly play Pokemon Go? I think I played for about a month. I don't know what month, or I don't know what year it was, but I know it came out in the summer, and I played it for like a solid month of June. Nice. So did you feel as though you were more active when you played the game as compared to before? Not really, because I had just gotten my driver's license, and so I would drive around and play the game, which was really horrible and not safe, instead of actually walking around and playing it like they tell you to do. But you still have to get out and walk around to do it. So. Yeah, I would walk around a little bit, but I would also drive a decent amount. But the walking part was also good, too. So did you play the game with friends and family, or did you usually do it by yourself? I know that some of my friends played, but I also played it by myself. And there was this horrible time where I was in my neighborhood driving around to play it. And there was this guy that I was friends with that lived in my neighborhood. And I saw him walking around, and I thought he was playing it, too. So I pulled over, and I asked him if he was playing it. And he wasn't, and it was really embarrassing. But um, some of my friends did play it, for, but for the most part, I played it by myself. Nice. So... Pokemon Go really popularized augmented reality within the gaming industry. Um, how did you feel that the augmented reality aspect of the game affected your gaming experience? Um, I did like that it knew my location and the whole, you had to walk around in your own location to find stuff, but I guess that was the only part of it that really affected um, the augmented reality of it for me. Other than that, not too much. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Elliot. Um, for sharing some personal anecdotes about how Pokemon Go affected your physical activity levels. Um, so now I want to talk about how the game Just Dance fits into the realm of games and promoting physical activity in general. The first game in the Just Dance series was developed and published by Ubisoft in 2009, and they're still coming out with new Just games every year. I believe there are about 12 within their main series that are out right now. For those who don't know, Just Dance is a multiplayer, motion-based dancing game where the users follow along the dance moves of an avatar on a screen. Each game has a variety of classic oldies and modern hits with unique choreography and avatars. The goal of the game is to follow the dance moves of the avatar on the screen to the best of your ability. The console tracks either the motion of the remote or your entire body, depending on what console you have. I think the older Wii consoles track the motion of the remote, while the newer ones like Xbox Live can track your entire body. And basically, the closer the motions are to the avatars, the better, and the more points you will score in the game. I bet you're wondering how I'm constituting this dancing game as a means of physical activity, but let me tell you, this game is a workout if I've ever experienced one. Just Dance will leave you covered in sweat, completely out of breath, and exhausted, but the competitive nature of the game makes you not want to take it easy or slow down your dance moves. 
This makes Just Dance a great workout option for those who don't like monotonous cardio or going to the gym. According to the Harvard Health Publishing, the average 185-pound person will burn about 270 calories from fast-paced dancing, similar to the kind one does during a Just Dance game, but in only 30 minutes. 270 calories in 30 minutes? For dancing? That's a steal. Dancing is a great form of cardio exercise, which can improve lung and heart health, increase endurance, lower stress, and help one lose weight, all while having fun. In addition to the physical benefits that dancing provides, it also has numerous mental benefits. Studies have shown that dancing can help improve motor function, build gray matter in the brain, and prevent dementia. It has also been shown to improve coordination and memory in general. And while you don't need a video game to dance, Just Dance is helpful for people like me who are not natural dancers and need some inspiration for different dance moves and music choices. Additionally, the game provides a competitive environment with automatic feedback on your dancing, which makes it easier to get tuned into the game and forget you're even exercising at all. While the graphics on this game could be stronger, Just Dance still provides video game lovers with an awesome platform to play a fun game and engage in physical activity. Wii Fit is another video game that promotes physical activity. Unlike the previous two games, Pokemon Go and Just Dance, which indirectly promote being active, Wii Fit is created directly for the purpose of, as the name suggests, being fit. Wii Fit is an Xer game that was published by Nintendo in 2007. The game was designed for the Wii Home video game console, and it uses a Wii balance board, which is basically a small white platform that the user stands on, which detects the user's center balance, weight, and general movements. Then, the user is simulated within the game based on their movements on the platform. The game keeps track of the user's fitness progress, specifically their weight, and the user can even log outside workouts into the game, making it like a fitness log in addition to the game. Within the Wii Fit game, the user gets a personal trainer, and they can play a variety of games to improve fitness, such as yoga, strength training, aerobic exercises, and balance games. And they're really fun. You forget you're even exercising. I remember playing the Wii Sports game a lot when I was younger, which is kind of a spinoff of the Wii Fit game. Um, and one of my favorites was the tennis game. For that one, you would hold the remote as if it was your racket. And that paired with a Wii Balance board allowed the Wii to develop a real-time avatar simulation of your movements and swings on the TV screen. And you could interact with other virtual players as well as people in the same room as you in this augmented reality, and it, it was really cool. I think the major downfall with Wii Fit is that it only took body weight and body mass index into account when assessing the user's health. I found it to put too much emphasis on weight itself and less on simply getting your heart rate up and exercising. When someone starts working out more, they usually gain muscle, and muscle weighs more than fat. So oftentimes, even though you're getting more fit, you can still gain weight from gaining muscle. But WeFit equates this with reverse progress. I remember my dad would get so frustrated with this game because he's pretty muscular, making him way more than a person his height who is not as muscular. And I think WeFit would tell him he was obese even though he blatantly isn't, so there was a little bit of some discrepancy there. Um, so even though this video game inaccurately associates physical health with body mass index alone rather than heart rate or blood pressure, it's still a helpful tool to inspire people to implement exercise into their lives 
in a fun, easy, and motivating way. Another game that indirectly promotes physical activity is the Czech studio Beat Games Beat Saber. Beat Saber is a virtual reality game where the user slashes a lightsaber of sorts through a colored block on the screen which represents a beat within a song. In this game, you're immersed in this neon, futuristic world with multicolored song beats from high-paced, energetic songs flying at you. Beat Saber provides physical exercise through the process of slashing these beats with your arms, as well as ducking down to avoid obstacles, resulting in a mostly upper-body workout. However, the user isn't really required to move their feet in order to play the game, which limits the primary movements used in AR and VR games in order to burn calories. The Virtual Reality Institute of Health and Exercise has ratings for different VR fitness games, which the fact that there is an institute dedicated to this field really shows how popular and profitable this industry is becoming. The VR Health Institute rates Beat Saber to be an equivalent workout to playing tennis, burning about six to eight calories per minute. Therefore, depending on one's weight, gender, and general fitness levels, Someone could burn up to 240 calories in just 30 minutes of playing this game. I read an article about a man named Robert Long, who lost 138 pounds from incorporating Beat Saber into his daily routine. Long was in several, several car accidents, which caused serious injuries to his neck and back. The depression that followed these incidents, as well as having limited mobility due to these injuries, caused Long to gain weight and this weight gain made it so that doctors could not safely operate on his back, causing sort of a downward spiral. So, he began looking into ways to exercise with his injuries, and he found Beat Saber. He began playing the game for 30 minutes once or twice a day, in addition to his regular daily activities, and within a few months, he started to notice significant weight loss. In his Reddit post, he writes, quote, it worked for me because it drew in my inner child, so I was able to give my all and have fun doing it. End quote. I chose these four extra games to talk about because they're unique for most standard video games and that you have to be standing in order to play them, at least for some of the time. Pokemon Go, you obviously have to walk to catch the Pokemon, even if you drive your car around when you play. Most of the Pokestops can only be accessed by walking to them. With Just Dance, I think it's physically impossible to not be standing and constantly moving when you play. For Wii Fit, you have to be standing on the balance board for the game to properly work. And for Beat Saber, you have to be standing in order to dodge obstacles and have a fully powerful sling to slash the beats. Overall, these games provide great workouts for the users, all while providing a fun and enjoyable gaming experience. Now I'm going to transition a bit to talk about the impact virtual and augmented reality has had on the fitness industry, specifically fitness machines. The Peloton bike is an example of a fitness machine that implements augmented reality in order to enhance the user's experience. This stationary exercise bike provides users with live coaches and classes displayed on a screen on the bike. The screen also contains a leaderboard that shows the user how their performance compares to other virtual riders around the country and world. While you aren't necessarily immersed in some fantastical world while exercising on a Peloton, you're still watching and interacting with the reality within a digital space, that is, a screen mounted on the handlebars of the bike. Peloton was launched in 2012. 
and has developed into a really interesting intersection between technology and the fitness industries. They market largely towards wealthy middle-aged people who likely are too busy oftentimes to make it to the gym or find the motivation to do some dreary workout at home in their living room. I think this concept is going to be monumental in developing a further relationship between virtual reality and the fitness world. I think that when virtual reality meets the fitness industry, it will transform exercise from what a lot of people see as a miserable chore of sorts to a form of entertainment, a video game, if you will. People who are too busy or uninspired to work out now will have the means and inspiration to do so. Virtual reality will make fitness less drab for a lot of people, to put it simply. I've never personally used a Peloton, but from reading and hearing about reviews from people who have, it seems like a really awesome workout experience. The competition aspect, being able to see how your performance compares not only to other users, but also your past performances, really motivates the user to push themselves to either stay on top or get to the top, as well as improving their own fitness levels. The Peloton provides a solid baseline for the user to build improvement off of through the way it implements augmented reality into the device. Not only does it feel like you're in an actual spin class with a real coach who can cheer you on by name, you also have a virtual sense of community while riding. Another big draw to the Peloton is a variety of classes offered by the company. Not only are there thousands of ever-changing bike workouts available to the user, but there are also running workouts and HIT or high-impact interval training workouts available through the subscription. The constantly changing, widely available workouts are a key aspect of why users love the Peloton so much. Richard M. Ryan, who is a professor of psychology, psychiatry, and education at the University of Rochester, says about the Peloton, quote, Where virtual reality can help is making the exercise more game-like and fun. A boring exercise program will kill anyone's motivation, end quote. I think most people would agree with this statement. The best way to motivate people to exercise is to make it fun. And the Peloton does just that through its implementation of AR. I'm here with my friend Sarah, who's a frequent Peloton user. So Sarah, how does the Peloton compare to an in-person cycling class? Well, with the Peloton, you have more freedom to choose when you want to work out and what workouts you'd like to do. So in that aspect, it's really nice. You can kind of make your workout whatever you want and you can cater the workout to your personal needs and your personal workout goals. But an in-person class, of course, there's a little more energy in that. You're around other people, um, which personally motivates me to go a little harder than I normally would just by myself on the Peloton. Um, so how does the augmented reality aspect of the bike enhance your experience? So because of the augmented reality, you're able to set goals for yourself and kind of interact with the Peloton instructors, even though you're not physically there with them. Um, and because of this, it makes it a much more enjoyable experience than just, say, riding a stationary bike in a gym. Um, so again, it just kind of makes you feel as though you're there, you're in person, um, which is really nice. And then going off of that, a lot of people do talk about the competitive nature of Peloton um, and how it makes working out a lot more of an enjoyable and fun experience. So what are your thoughts about this concept? Yeah, I would agree with that. When you use the Peloton, you're able to see your exact output, your power, and you're able to see other users as well. 
And so because of this, it makes you so much more competitive because you have live up-to-date stats on everyone around you and it makes you want to work harder to beat those people or to do better or to challenge yourself. Um, And so I think that, yeah, it's definitely really competitive and that's one of the things that I love about it. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for taking the time to share a little bit about your Peloton experience. So while the Peloton bike is great, the catch is the machine itself costs about $2,000 with an additional monthly subscription in order to access all the live instructional videos, meaning the only people that have access to this awesome intersection between virtual reality and fitness are the upper class. So I hope in the future someone develops a way for virtual reality fitness mechanisms to become more financially accessible. Another fitness mechanism that implements virtual reality in order to enhance the user's experience is the Holofit. The Holofit is a VR fitness app that the user installs to a standard VR headset. This app connects with a variety of workout machines such as ellipticals, stationary bikes, and rowing machines via Bluetooth. And the Holofit app within the headset reads in the data from the machine about the user's performance. This data is used to create a real-time VR simulation of the user's exact motions within the headset. When I first researched this device, I was a bit confused on how users without the specific Bluetooth-compatible workout machines could use the Holofit app, but I found that you can order a cadence sensor through the company, which connects to any workout machine and makes the device Bluetooth-compatible. As far as pricing, the app itself costs 108 euros per year, or about 131 US dollars. The cadence sensor is 35 euros, or 42 US dollars, in addition to purchasing a VR headset and a workout machine. So, while this app isn't a very cheap option, it's still a cool implementation of VR within the fitness world. Club Solutions Magazine says that, quote, Holofit VR Fitness turns a workout into a vacation, end quote. And while I've never used the device personally, Based on excerpts of their virtual worlds I've seen on their website and elsewhere, this review is nothing short of the truth. Among the immersive environments at the user's workout disposal is a jungle, Arctic waters, Saturn, and prehistoric societies. The Holofit app also provides virtual coaching and competitions, making the virtual world feel more like a communal and also competitive environment. Two driving forces that make this app so popular. The average retention rate of gym members is only 48%, whereas that of Holofit users is 70%. Additionally, the fun video game-like nature of the Holofit makes it such that Holofit users exercise 2.3 times more on average than non-Holofit users. The user has a multitude of options for what settings they want to use the Holofit app in. There are over 100 VR workout environments in four different workout modes. The first workout mode is Explore, which is mainly for the user to enjoy and explore the immersive VR environments. The second is Cardio Goals, which allows the user to challenge themselves to a more intense and customizable workout. And the third is called Time Attack, where the user strives to beat their personal record time or that of other users who use the app. And lastly, the app has a multiplayer option, which allows for small group training and competitions. Based on the various settings the user selects, they can play games within the virtual world where they collect trophies and points throughout the workout. It kind of reminds me of Mario Super Smash, where you want to dodge obstacles and collect different coins and power-ups. As with the previous games and technologies I've discussed throughout this episode, the game-like competitive nature of this fitness app turns exercise into a fun and interactive activity, 
making users much more inspired to get physical active. The last workout device I'm going to talk about is the MacVon Touch Fitness Mirror. This is essentially a full body mirror with a 65 inch touchscreen that displays both the user's reflection as well as a personal trainer or workout class on the screen. Similarly to the Peloton, this device comes with a multitude of workout classes from yoga to hit to dance to cardio workouts taught by real-time distinguished instructors. You can join group classes through the device, which brings in that competitive aspect I've discussed before, all from the comfort of your home. Something I found very cool and unique about this device in particular is that it uses artificial intelligence in order to provide real-time, personalized feedback to the user based on their form, which shows them how to do specific exercises correctly and most effectively. In addition to the real-time feedback of your form, the MacVon mirror also provides the user with metrics about heart rate, resistance, and cadence in order to get the best information about their performance. As far as pricing goes, the mirror costs $800 to purchase and install with an additional $39 per month subscription. While this is probably the cheapest VR workout mechanism I've talked about, it's still a hefty price. Despite the cost, the machine has great reviews Users love it because it eliminates bulky workout equipment from their lives. The mirror itself is a 65-inch screen, as I mentioned before, and it's only 2 inches thick, and it mounts on the wall of one's home anywhere they want it. The AI-based feedback paired with the AR workout classes on the screen allows the user to be in a fun and effective workout environment. VR, AR, and AI have revolutionized the fitness industry in terms of workout machines, like the Peloton, Holofit, and MacVon Mirror. These machines provide users with immersive and entertaining workouts, all within the comfort of their homes, and have been revolutionary in promoting fitness, as a user forgets that they're working out. In conclusion, video games and the technology behind them have revolutionized the fitness industry. Whether they are video games that indirectly promote health and fitness, or fitness equipment that implements virtual reality, to provide a better workout experience, these intersections between the fitness and video game industries have revolutionized modern exercise. I want to finish by highlighting some of the key differences between video games like Pokemon Go and Beat Saber I discussed in the first part of the episode from the fitness mechanisms I talk about in the latter half like the Peloton. The video games all inspire fitness within a strict video game setting. Furthermore, these games are more financially accessible than some of the workout equipment like the Peloton I previously discussed. Pokemon Go especially, as it is a completely free app. On the other hand, the workout machines that use VR are A, more expensive, and B, created for the sole purpose of encouraging exercise, rather than indirectly doing so as the video games do. Overall though, all of the technologies discussed have a positive impact on one's physical and even emotional health. Researching all the different ways video games and the technology behind them can be used to influence the user's physical health has really changed the way I used to perceive video games. I no longer see them as solely a lazy activity, but rather an activity that can promote physical well-being and health in a fun and interactive way. Thank you so much for listening.